Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Lucky last night going out and about. Aha. Uh-huh. Hucks and tails. Top hat. To the theater. Look at you going out and being all artsy. Yes. Upper crust. Trying to inject a little culture. Broaden your horizons outside of uh, hockey. Mm-hmm. Wow, and how did we enjoy ourselves? Uh, it was it was great. Mm-hmm. It, was uh, it was my uh, my mother-in-law's uh, birthday and a milestone, and so we took her to uh, to Hamilton, not the city. Well, that's where you want to go for a milestone. Very birthday. much differentiate. Yeah. Not the city. That would have been funny if you told her you were taking her to Hamilton and actually took her to Hamilton. We actually <laughs> gave her a card uh, last week because we wanted to give her a little heads up we were doing something. Um, uh, but we gave her a card, and in it was a map. Of Hamilton. No, very good. <laughs> so she was excited. She I'm kind sure. of looked at it and go, what the hell is this? And then, and then figured it out quite quickly and was really excited. Nice. And the um, whole family went. So, yeah, well, you know what? It's funny. Adrian and I were, had been talking a while ago about taking the boys to the theater at some point. It was around the same age. You know, I think I was probably 12 or 13 mm-hmm. when I saw, I think it was Cats was the first one that I saw. Um Cats or or Phantom of the Opera, one of the two, right. uh, and and thought it was just a pretty pretty incredible when I saw it, and so I uh, thought what would be a good chance, and knowing that her mom really wanted to see uh, Hamilton, I thought okay, well this is it, let's all do it mm-hmm. for, for a big birthday and uh, have a night out on the town. Nice, very 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 nice. And how did the boys enjoy the theater? They were blown away actually. Nice. They were they they came out thinking wow that was really worth. Didn't know what to expect. Had a little idea in terms of. I think we'd watched Hamilton, not as a not the boys, but Adrian and I had watched Hamilton on Disney Plus. Had yeah. it right. Yep. Um, and so we had watched it on a screen, and the kids kind of came by a couple times, stopped and and looked, but they knew there was a lot of kind of rapping in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the musical element to it, but didn't really know what to expect and. And just the you know the lights, the performances, the the, the sound of it yeah. all when it gets that big and bright, uh, they thought was pretty amazing. So they're gonna give up the hockey sticks and take up theater, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're gonna turn to you and say, oh, "We're not going to university. We're going to theater." School. Right? Yes. Right. Well, I mean, it's a small cast. I think they said like what twenty one people or something like yeah. that are in that entire cast. It's uh, done quite well uh, for uh, what's his name. The guy who uh, wrote it, Miranda. Manuel Miranda. Yeah. yeah, it's done quite well for him. I, and to be honest, as, as you watched that, uh, he, he, I, I can't help but be amazed that one man came up with this. Uh, like mm-hmm. he read, he read a book and went, "Wow, that should be a musical." Like his yeah. life should be a musical, and then wrote this thing. And um, I think my mother-in-law was saying that she read. It took him a year. The first song was a year. Like just a, that first number, mm. uh, and and so it was a very long process to put it all together. But boy, some people have talent. Yeah, some do. Some do. Some do. Not us, but the some do. Some of us just float through. <laughs> um, yeah, I became uh, interested in Hamilton and his story uh, through my son, my oldest son. Him and his uh, girlfriend are massive fans of it. I think they've seen it now three or four times in different cities and. Uh, I saw the Disney. Uh, I have not seen the live show. Um, I'd like to go. It would be great. I um, saw the Disney thing, and I've read Hamilton's biography. This is a second go around that I've uh, read it. It's just such an intriguing story. This young poor guy coming out of Nevis 
and landing an American, basically starting that country, mm -hmm. responsible for so much of what became the United States of America. And part of the the, the actual you know play itself is that. You know, all the other guys get a lot of recognition, mm. uh, but Hamilton's story wasn't one that was told quite often. No. Well, his big downfall, and it's a story that's gone on through the ages, an affair. <laughs> that Maria Reynolds, she ruined everything. All these wise, smart men through all of time. Their downfall? The ladies. Right. It's always the ladies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've officially put a diamond storage uh, unit sign on my front lawn. Oh, okay. That's what my home has become. All right. Because my youngest arrived yesterday in a U-Haul. Get out of here. So now my what is to be my whiskey bar in the basement is now just another storage unit. In a U-Haul? Well, he drove... Uh, from Nunavut? No, no, no. He flew from Nunavut to Ottawa because this time of year, those are the only flights. And then his company footed the bill not only for him to move up there, but to move back. And so uh, they shipped all his stuff to uh, to Ottawa, and then he had to get a U-Haul and drive really? from Ottawa to Oshawa. What 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 could he have accumulated in all of that time that needed a U-Haul? A lot of stuff. <laughs> Shockingly, a lot of stuff. In a snowmobile and an ATV yeah, in there. That's right. He's got a family of four. <laughs> if you're a bad driver, chances are your parents probably were as well. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Some, someone asked a thousand people about their driving habits and also their parents' driving habits. And if your mom or dad did things like speeding or roll through stop signs, there's a much higher chance you do as well. Remember my dad being able to uh, string to together amazing cuss words at other drivers. <laughs> and, and you now do too. And I'm pretty good at it myself. He'd be weaving in all sorts of scenarios of things he wanted to do to them or have done to them. Uh, whenever they would do something that he deemed a horrible driving mistake. Right. Um, some of the bad habits parents are most likely to pass down. Speeding, road rage. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. uh, being a bad parallel parker. Sudden moves like cutting people off. But there are good driving habits we inherit. Using turn signals, staying calm, driving the speed limit, moving over so other cars can pass. Um, letting people merge. Yeah. This kind of thing. Uh, although... This, uh, most people, when asked, believe they are better parent, better drivers than their parents. Right. Well, we all think we're good drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of cars, um, the uh, people were asked about um, uh, driving innovations, what we think the, the top driving innovations are of all time. Okay. And uh, multiple airbags tops the list. So that's, that's good. We're looking at safety over comfort and technology. For sure. That's commendable. The multiple airbags are good. I've luckily, knock on wood, I have never been in a car where the airbags needed to deploy. But from what I understand, they can be dangerous in their own right. Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, better with them than without. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but then we go right back to the technology. GPS, satellite navigation, yes. follows, uh, multiple airbags. Reverse cameras, power steering, parking sensors, self-parking systems, hybrid vehicles. Electric vehicles, cruise control, Bluetooth. I would put automatic headlights That's on that one. list as well. Yeah. Because when I get into a car that doesn't have them now, it feels ancient. Yeah. Oh, what, do any cars not have them now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's still the, oh, the, really? the don't Some, have, like well, I mean, they all have running lights. Yes. But it's, you know, when they, 
the ones that sense when it's dark and automatically go to a to a full headlight system. Oh, okay. They, not all cars have. Huh? Even my old five piece of junk had that. Oh, yeah. It's the only feature it did have. <laughs> so I think that. I go, look. It didn't happen. The lights were just stuck on. Well, maybe that's the case. But when I go to sell it, I'm going to try to sell that as a feature. You think it says auto, but you can't read any of the signals on there have been long wiped off. My dash on that car lights up like a Christmas tree. Like it's, I got every letter in the alphabet showing up. Do you have like a, a distance, a max distance that you would travel with that now? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, uh, if I had to get downtown in an emergency, I would take it. Okay. But it's it well, it barely leaves the driveway now. Right. It's it's going up for sale soon. I'm gonna go do the old uh, uh, detailing on it and uh, <laughs> make it look. <laughs> how, are you, how are you how are you gonna get rid of that Christmas tree dashboard? Though? <laughs> oh, the, it's being sold as is. <laughs> As is. So he gets into the car. He's got a speedometer uh, surrounded by black tape. I'm going I'm to I'm sell it as a feature. Look at all the lighting in here. Interior lighting. Yeah. Like all the brake features. What is it? The uh, ASP. ABS. And the, and yeah, that lights up. There's another. Uh, it, That's it, important. ASS you know. lights up. <laughs> That's it just telling you. Yeah, it's just you're an ass. <laughs> Now, heated seats, when it comes to driving innovations, way down the list. That does make some sense. It seems that some will say it's a godsend in the winter, but many feel like they peed themselves. Yes. I mean, it's a good quick warm-up yeah. when the car hasn't warmed up yet. Yeah. The heated steering wheel is a fantastic nice feature. When you get one of those things. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. My Well, in my old car, the steering wheel heats up. <laughs> but that's just from the fire coming up from the engine. <laughs> That John Stamos is a mean, mean man. He uh, he got Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, the Olsen twins, fired from Full House. Really? During the first day, first episode of filming. Girls were only 11 months old. John and Dave Coulier were supposed to be changing Michelle Tanner, who was played by the twins. But the girls wouldn't stop screaming. That's what 11-month-olds do. Yeah. John says, they wanted to be anywhere else but there, and so did I. I couldn't deal with it, and I said, this is not going to work, so they got rid of them. Wow. He had some kind of pull for the first day. No kidding. Might have been a producer or something on the show, perhaps. Anyhow, two red-headed twins were cast to replace them. Uh, they couldn't cut it, in, in part because they weren't attractive enough. Really? That's 11 months old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hiring red-headed twins was your problem to begin with. Look at the scary thing that happened in, like, The Shining. Weren't they red-headed twins? Those scary right. girls? Okay. Uh, John says, uh, I'm sure their parents loved them and thought they were attractive. Wow. He is a mean, mean man. Anyhow, uh, after only a few days, he said, bring the Olsons back. These two red-headed twins are terrible. My goodness. Yeah. Were you watching many uh, cartoons in the 90s? If you were, what do you think the, uh, the favorite cartoon was? Uh, I would go straight to The Simpsons. It's not even on the list, but I think it might be because The Simpsons, I think, started in the late 80s. Like, and so well, maybe then we looked at 90s cartoons. Simpsons just started, looked it up, uh, December 17th, 1989. I mean, it was like a week out. <laughs> so that's not considered a, no? a cartoon of the 90s? No, it doesn't even make the top 15. Come on. SpongeBob SquarePants is number one. Oh, really? Then Animaniacs. Arthur, I remember uh, Daniel, my oldest, watching that, liking that, reading his books. Family Guy, Batman, the uh, series. 
Well, Family Guy must have started. Oh, probably it did start because the Simpsons were so big and there was a knockoff yeah, of the Simpsons. Yeah, late 90s. Uh, Rugrats, Pokemon, South Park, The Magic School Bus, The Wild Thornberries, Doug, The Powerpuff Girls, Spider-Man, Dexter's Laboratory, and Darkwing Duck. Hey, speaking of uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, yeah, I just found out recently watching some YouTube videos, and it was a Rich Eisen interview, with the guy from Shawshank who played uh, Lieutenant Hadley, the bad guy, yeah. uh, the bad uh, or guard. the head guard, yeah, right. He's the voice of Mr. Krabs in huh. SpongeBob SquarePants. That's a good gig. Those voice acting things. It's the best. You just wouldn't think of it. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Ryan Gosling was concerned about playing Ken in this upcoming Barbie movie because he doubted his Kennergy. Oh. Yeah. Thought it because he'd have to become a eunuch. Right. Well, he had to have the surgery to have it removed. <laughs> yes. uh, he says he wasn't convinced. It really took a while. He doubted his Kennergy. He says, I didn't get it. I didn't see it. But Margot Robbie and the director, they uh, they conjured this out of me somewhere. Margot Robbie could conjure anything <laughs> yes, right. out of any man. I'm not sure if I can play this role, but it's beside Margot Robbie. Yeah. So yeah. let's give it a try. She's going to be dressed up like Barbie. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm just living my life one day. The next day, I'm bleaching my hair and shaving my legs and wearing neon outfits and rollerblading down Venice Beach. <laughs> I'm waking up in the morning asking why there's fake tanner on my sheets. Why am I wearing jackets without shirts? What has happened to me? There must be a moment where you're in costume going, is this really what I do or going to work? <laughs> and they must make uh, package jokes. There must be some reference to canonists. <laughs> Lack of cojones. Ah, uh, is tea and sugar missing? Steven Spielberg regrets editing the guns out of E.T. Uh, E.T. the extraterrestrial terrestrial, right. celebrated its 20th anniversary in 2002. Spielberg made a noticeable revision. He edited out the guns held by the government agents and replaced them with walkie-talkies. He, he did that in the original? No, in 2002 for the 20th anniversary. Oh, really? Now it's the 30th anniversary. He's put the guns back. Okay. I don't know. He doesn't explain why he replaced them with walkie-talkies, but he says it was a mistake. He says all movies are kind of signposts of where we were when we made them, what the world was like, and what the world was receiving when we got those stories. Now, maybe back in 2002, maybe something was going down in the U.S. Maybe there had been a mass shooting or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's just sensitive to the gun thing. I, I, don't, I don't know. Or maybe, when did Waco happen? Maybe it was around the time of the government. Oh, that was more 90s, I think. Was it? Yeah. I just watched a documentary on that. You forget how crazy that, that whole situation yeah. was. Now there's documentaries being made on it and also movies. I think a new movie's been produced about it. And Harry Belafonte. 96 years old, he passed away. He was an actor, a singer, an activist. He did so much. He was the first non-white actor to achieve a leading man status, even before Sidney Poitier. Really? Yeah. They were also longtime friends. He marched with Martin Luther King. He worked uh, on the USA for Africa, uh, helped organizing the single We Are the World to raise money to fight famine. So he had a, a really long career, an amazing life, and did much. So... At 96, that's more to be celebrated, I think, than to be uh, saddened by. Daylight come and me won't go home. We all have heard the term Karen. Karen's been around since COVID. Karen is uh, basically a uh, middle-aged, white, entitled female. There are male uh, Karens. They're known as Terry's, from what we understand. They're not as prominent, except on flights. 
the the, the Harrys seem to really show up uh, on uh, on flights where they snap at uh, the uh, airline personnel quite a bit. But right. The Karens really seem to show themselves up in uh, fast food places. Any any store any any place where someone works and has to deal with the general yeah, public yeah public service somewhere yeah. yeah they they really uh they really seem to customer service shine in that area they also shine when it comes uh, quite a bit at screaming at black people for doing things like you know having um, picnics right talking on their phone too loud and assorted things like that so that generally that that's your Karen uh, so some surveys were done about where in Canada. Will you find the most Karens? Where do we grow our most uh, most of our Karens? Okay. And uh, for a province, Alberta. Yeah, the oil sands there. Top of the list for the most uh, Karens. Okay. If you want to avoid Karens, they say the East Coast. There's All right. Not as many Karens there. Then they narrowed it down to cities. And uh, big round of applause for southwestern Ontario. Really? Windsor. Ontario, across all of Canada, has the most Karens. Wow. Yeah. Big, 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 like big numbers. Like they did it on a scale of like uh, for every 100,000 homes. Yeah. And like it's six point something um, for for the amount of homes that possess a Karen in it in Windsor. You spent some time there. Any uh, dealings I'm, with? Well, you know me. I'm a Terry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, you know, Karen wasn't a thing back then. Uh, I certainly, and this is probably kind of my distaste, dislike of, of uh, the hockey parents, but I know there was a lot of hockey moms who could have been labeled as Karens. Right. Uh, back in the day. Yeah, if we that's, had that a, that's a, a nationwide phenomenon in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very true. But then I think I think hockey parents in general are Karens and Terrys. I don't think a uh, sense of entitlement with Windsor, Ontario. Funny enough, you wouldn't because it's seen and thought of as just a blue-collar town, much like Oshawa. You know, mm. very, very much the same uh, with the auto industry and, and that, and being attached to a big city right next door. Yeah, we are perhaps. a part. We are part of the GTA, but we have Toronto there, as they had Detroit right there. Is it the U.S. connection? I the don't know. Cross-border thing. Uh, they get inundated with a lot of American news and all of this. All they culture. know. That's yeah. all they know. People that I uh, mingled with when I lived there, uh, who were born and raised Windsorites, um, knew m- much more about American history than they did about Canadian. Like you still use Fahrenheit as your, but I always have. Yeah. There's a thing that drives me flipping crazy. You know, with the old uh, oh I don't know something. It was before I was born thing that drives me insane. Right. This drives me insane, too. When people, of a, it's probably a millennial thing, but I even see others who uh, try to act like they're still millennials, but they're really not. They're outside of the millennial thing, but they're trying to keep hold on to their youth. I'll say, oh, yeah, it was like 80 degrees, or my pool is 86 degrees. I don't know what that is. Right. 86. I'll go, okay, here's some simple math. You understand math, right? What's zero? Do we think zero is cold? Probably, right? Do we think 100 is hot? Probably. So I think 86 is hot. I think even an average person with the intelligence of a shoehorn could <laughs> understand warm. Could, could understand what 86 degrees would mean. Right. But it's just not how we generally talk about temperature. But uh, there's a mix and mingle between the Fahrenheit and the Celsius and the metric and uh, whatever the other one's called. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> we'll still say inches and yards Imperial, and feet. Right. We'll yes. still say that. Yes. But for some reason, the temperature thing is a big hang-up. Mm-hmm. Which for me, honestly, always saying, well, it's only 17 or it's 11 or it's 10 doesn't make any sense. That sounds really cold when an act is not that bad when you do it in metric. So we say it's 21. Right. Which is actually whatever it is in Fahrenheit. Right. But whatever that is in Fahrenheit sounds more realistic to me. 21 doesn't seem like a, a warm temperature. So it, it doesn't seem like a no, warm temperature? No, because it's a low number. You know what it is? No, I have no it's idea. 70. Yeah, but 70 sounds right. Oh. It's 70 degrees, that's warm. 21 it doesn't sound warm. It's a low number. <laughs> Okay, honestly, though, when I say to you, it really drives me insane. When I say to you it's 86, you have some understanding that that's hot. I would say yes, but more because I worked on an oldie station where we had to give both. this oldie stuff. Right. Drives me crazy. Uh But it's just simple math. Higher numbers, hotter. (laughs) How difficult is this to understand? It's absolutely ridiculous. Drives me crazy. I don't know that. It was before I was born. Oh, I just want to duct tape everybody's mouth that says that. <laughs> Anyhow, Windsor, congratulations. You have the most Karens. And, and I, well, you were asking me why. Um, well, there is a lot of money there. It's a very wealthy town mm. because the tool and die industry was massive. Uh, the auto industry, a lot of, you know, n- not so much now, of course, but at one time, There was a lot of people, as you know, unionized jobs, making great money, and very, very cheap to live there. So you could afford a gorgeous home in Windsor. At one time, it's gotten expensive like everywhere has, but not comparable to Toronto. But you could buy a home on Lake St. Clair with a dock and a boat, you know, pushing a broom in the auto industry. So there was was a, a, a lot of money, and with a lot of money comes what? Entitlement. Mm-hmm. And with entitlement comes Karen's. <laughs> and I, I think that's got a, a lot to do with it. So congratulations, Windsor. Karen. 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 Yes, Karen. 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 You what? Why did you do that? Why did you do that, Karen? She's alarming but disarming and a really very charming modern girl. Karen. Illegal search. Craig and Lucky. Weekday mornings on 94.9 The Rock. There's an important debate that's happening online. Is your thumb a finger? <laughs> People need to know. Not uh, everyone agrees. Really? Well, of course. It's online. You don't agree on anything. Not a quarter of people, so not many. I mean, you don't call it a finger. You call it your thumb. It's got mm-hmm. a different name. It's a different number of joints, too, right? Yeah, I think uh, your finger, your fingers have uh, oh, three bones in there. Yeah, and the uh, thumb has two. But, I mean... You know, when I give someone a high five, I'm not using two hands, right? So are you just counting what digits then? Because mm. we say we have ten fingers. Yeah, we don't say we have eight. So I'm going to say a thumb is a finger. Yeah. A quarter say it's not. But I think dumb. the thumb has really had it tough in the last little while. Because so? Well, at one point it was the star. Like the thumbs up. Right. W- was everything. Thumbs yeah. up, thumbs down. Yeah, true. True. You know, Siskel and Ebert. That was the... Right. You know, the, all the about thumbs up and thumbs down. That was approval. Mm-hmm. And disapproval was thumbs down. That's been taken over by the middle finger. 
Oh, yeah, it rules the roost. That it's, I would say, more people give a middle finger than a thumbs up or down these days. Daily. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> Mine's stuck in that position. And in fact, the thumbs up used to be just a sign of acknowledgement, too. Mm. Hey, how's it going? You throw someone a thumbs up. Now it's more of a peace sign, or you're giving them the, the scorpion, mm -hmm. the shocker. I don't know. <laughs> the thumb's barely getting used. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, the index finger is still the most important because it's the one I pick my nose with. <laughs> it's the one I definitely use the most. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.